Hello everybody and welcome to today's daily devotional where we concentrate on prayer. Now on Sunday the 21st of January, just gone, Pope Francis announced that the year 2024 would be marked as a year of prayer. In preparation for 2025, which is called a Jubilee year, every 25 years, it's like a special time when um, the church focuses on uh, certain things, on a topic, um, generally what the Pope has prayed about, uh, I'm sure discerned himself, discerned with other people, what particularly the church needs to focus on. And in 2025, the focus is going to be, the theme will be Pilgrims of Hope. We are the Pilgrims of Hope. We follow Jesus who is our hope and we're the people on the journey, the pilgrim. But in 2024, he's asked us to use it as a year of prayer in preparation for the next year. You know, when you're um, going to do your final exams, which often might be at the end of the year, you, the whole year, you might have other little bits of exams, but you're, you're learning and studying and um, developing in preparation for that final time. So 2024, we've been asked to pray. Um, dioceses are asked to uh, work out, uh, to invite, promote um, initiatives to remind us, to teach us, because it might be teaching us for the first time, might be teaching us for the umpteenth time, what or how important this centrality of prayer is, both individually and as a community. This importance of prayer. The disciples came to Jesus and asked him, how do you pray? So we're going to focus today on the Our Father, but particularly in Matthew's Gospel, where Jesus talks about things about prayer. And it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. So at the beginning you're saying, when you pray, don't be like a celebrity where you're showing yourself off. You might be wonderful at praying. You might have a, an art to it, a gift to it. But he said, don't stand on the street corner and show everybody. He says, go privately into a room. So it goes on to say, Chapter 6, verse 6, whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Because he's saying if you're praying really wonderfully, and there are times when we do pray for the community out loud to encourage them, draw them in, uh, a bit like what I'm doing now, I guess, to pray, to focus on God. I'm not trying to be a celebrity though. The focus, I don't want to focus on me, I want us to focus on God. But if I was trying to focus on me, look at me, look at me, I've already got my reward. I've already got you going, wow, this is good. But we don't want that. We want to pri privately, but even when we do a communal prayer, we're focusing on our God 
our God will give us our reward, whatever that reward might be. Verse 7 goes on to say, When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. And I'm sure it wasn't just the Gentiles who, you know, threw up empty phrases to God. What about the Pharisees that Jesus often picked out? Goes, look at them. They're, you know, telling God how wonderful he is, but they don't really mean it. They're just wanting other people to hear what they say. So people go, wow, look at those people. Whereas God looks at our hearts, he truly knows what's in secret in here. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So therefore, if he knows what we need before we ask, why do we ask? Because by asking, we're in many ways telling him out loud, privately to ourselves, because remember our prayers can be totally private, internal, inside. We're telling our God, we trust in you. We love you. We want to tell you our needs because we know that you will care for us and look after us. We want to have a relationship with you. And God loves that intimacy. He loves that total truth shared, that trust. Who doesn't like that in any relationship? And then goes on to say the prayer that many of us know by heart. But when we pray it, when we say it, do we really mean and intend every word? So Jesus says to the disciples, pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven. Now this one line alone was so important because previously everyone referred to God as God. Oh God, oh almighty King, oh Lord of Lords. And he is. But this is where Jesus is saying he's intimate. He's your dad. So call him that. Call him, hey dad, you in heaven. Holy is your name. Hallowed, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Our father, hey dad, you're in heaven. Holy are you, almighty God and King. Worthy are you. Then it goes on to say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, it's got to be your will. May your kingdom come on this earth. May I bring it, may you bring it and grace me with it. Right now in the world today, where I live. I don't be what we're in the world, we're not of the world. So I want your kingdom, not the world's kingdoms. And then it goes on beautifully to say, on earth as it is in heaven, because God has a will in heaven and he desires that will on earth, but we have to choose that will. We have to allow him to come and bring his will to us. It's free choice. So where, when we pray this, and we should pray it daily, asking the Lord's will in our life.
right now where we are, that his will would be done. Give us this day our daily bread. We pray this daily because it doesn't say give us this week, give us this month, give us this year. Give us this day our daily bread. We know God knows we need daily bread for our body, physical body, nourishment, food, water, sustenance, the vitamins. And if we don't get that, you know how the body becomes frail and disease-ridden. We need that. But we're not just human people. We're spiritual people. So we need spiritual bread to bring us sustenance. And the only sustenance that truly brings us life is from God. So we're asking him to give us spirit-filled sustenance. Things that he said, words, the Holy Spirit, strength and courage, the kindness, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom, the discerning, all the things that God has available to us. We're asking, would you give it to us daily? We need it daily. And then he turns to, well, I'll forgive you what you forgive others. So the reverse is, I won't forgive you if you don't forgive others in different areas. Might not be the whole unforgiveness, might be in an area where you're, I'm not forgiving them. They were so mean to me. Well, then God says, I'm sorry, but then I can't forgive you in that area because you're not forgiving them. And we know it's a journey of forgiveness. Sometimes you know the right thing to do, but it's hard to do. Ask the Holy Spirit, the daily bread that we need to give us the strength and the courage and the perseverance and the forgiveness in our heart to forgive others because then we are set free. Otherwise it binds us. It makes us mean. It makes us unkind. It makes us not fulfilled. It doesn't make us truly followers of Christ because we're not open to the forgiveness that we need to bring to people, to give to people. It frees us. But we know it's a journey because sometimes we are so hurt, so abused, so damaged. Allow God to grace you with the strength, with the spiritual bread that he gives you to us so that you can forgive, so that you can move on and through what has happened in your past, so that you can live uprightly in, with Christ in your present and into your future. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial but rescue us from the evil one. Don't bring us into temptation, Lord. I'm, I'm so weak. I get tempted so easily. Somehow stop it. Somehow protect me. You know, protect me from me in many ways. Protect me from, you know, doing sin. You know, um, thinking. I mean, the tempter tries to put things in our mind. I'll ask the Holy Spirit to make us strong and bring our thoughts under God's almighty throne. So we're not captive to our thoughts. Because sometimes our thoughts weren't what we did put in there. The evil ones trying to put things in there. Ask God to protect us because he will. He is our protector and rescue us from the evil one. You know, it says in another part of scripture that 
his own. He will not allow to come out of his hand. He's got us. He's got us. We can choose to leave. But if we don't choose, then God's got us. He's protecting us. He's caring for us. He's not allowing us to come under any harm. When I say harm, spiritual harm. Other, we sometimes get stuck in other people's choices and they do call us physical harm, physical abuse. Our God cries and, and many times miraculously stops that. But he allows free choice. But he will not allow the enemy to spiritually harm us if we choose to be under his protection. So make the right choice. But we should pray this diligently every day. We should dwell upon it and contemplate on it and ask God to, the Holy Spirit, to reveal more truth, more knowing what this truly means for our lives. So let us now pray it again, asking God to come into our lives, to our situations right now, to come to all our prayer needs, you know, the ones that are written on the prayer wall, ones that are not, ones that are written on our hearts, ones that are happening right now in our circumstances. What's happening in the world, in the war-torn world, in so many different areas, and there's disruption and arguments and death, destruction. Let us ask our God to come and be our dad and come and protect us and come and bring us spiritual food and come so that his will, his kingdom will come on earth right now. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from every evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let us start well. Let us continue through the year of dedicating this year to a year of prayer, year of crying out to our God, a year of rejoicing and praising and adoring him. Petitioning, yes. But let us intimately, intimately come to our God and talk with him and love him and get to know him more because that's what prayer is and we bring in often the scriptures because that's how we get to know our God and let's contemplate and think on what we read what God says to us what our spirit tells us and let us encourage others to pray well to pray this year have a blessed day and I'll see you next week.